0: Everyone, it's Maria here, and on behalf of Simon and I, I'd just like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Before we get into things, I just want to let you know that this is only part of our online mini service. To check out the full service and find out more about Everyone Church, head to our website at EveryoneChurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the full service, but for now, let's get into the podcast. Everyone Sunday. I love Everyone's Sunday. Look, I love every service we have as a church, but I especially love Everyone's Sundays because it's about refocusing us and setting the foundation on what we're all about as a church, and that is bringing Jesus to everyone everywhere. Like I'm all for services and and community and friends and food and, and all that kind of stuff, but let's never forget why we exist as a church. To bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. And I don't want to have an insular, self-absorbed faith. Uh, and I don't want our church to be an insular, self-absorbed church. No, we exist for a purpose. And that purpose is others. It can really be summed up in one word. Others. Others. So let's refocus. Let's reset our hearts on the great commission that is before us Uh, there's nothing more exciting than living out the purpose of God in your day-to-day life honestly I can't think of anything else that compares to it so let's get focused on it for his glory amen so I want to share from John chapter 4 today and uh, about the Samaritan woman at the well now get your Bibles ready or um, look in the notes section in the chat Uh, but Uh, We're going to be basically flicking through John chapter 4, starting in verse 3. Let's read together. It goes like this So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. This is Jesus. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. Now, a couple of notes here. There were two possible routes from Judea to Galilee. You know I love a good map, so let's put up the map. So the, the, the traditional route, which was a bit longer, was, uh, and it's in gray there, it was through the Gentile country on the east side of the Jordan. The shorter route, uh, which is a little bit more treacherous, was through Samaria. Uh, And it was actually most used despite the animosity between Jews and Samaritans. They really didn't like each other. And John writes in verse 4, he says, He had to go through Samaria. And there's a sense there of like a divine purpose to Jesus going through Samaria. It wasn't like, oh, I'm in a hurry. Uh, No, no, there was a sense of, hey, we have to go through Samaria. And in speaking with this woman, Jesus is actually breaking two major Jewish prejudices. And and they are, one, speaking to a Samaritan. And it says right there in the verses we read that Jews had nothing to do with Samaritans. They really uh, did not like each other. And... Number two, speaking to a woman alone. So Jewish men did not associate alone with women, let alone Samaritan women. So I love this about Jesus, though, because he broke barriers to reach people. There was a sense of purpose to where he was going and who he was encountering. And also scholars tell us it was very odd for this woman to be getting water from a well in the heat of the day at noontime, uh, most people would be going in the cooler parts of the day to get water so this suggests that this woman was a social outcast of sorts uh, she had to go and get water which is an essential thing to life uh, and she had to go get it when no one else was around it so imagine if you're this woman it's a hot day you're carrying a water jar to gather water, a social outcast, and you encounter a Jewish man alone who asks you for a drink. And the story continues in verse nine. It says, she said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? So she saw only the temporal needs that were before her, ropes and buckets. (laughs) And Jesus was talking to her on a whole different level. Uh, She thought he was addressing temporal thirst. But in reality, he was addressing eternal thirst. And I really believe every person has an eternal thirst. A thirst for love, hope, purpose, eternal life even. And that can only be fulfilled in Jesus. He says in verse 13, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It will become a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And we know now that Jesus was speaking of the Holy Spirit and what is to come. This new life of living for Him, where it's not about geographical locations, but it's about this living water bubbling up out of us. And uh, the story continues. Jesus reveals to this woman that he knows her past. He, he, He knows her shame of broken marriages and moral failings. And he tells her, he reveals to her that he is the Messiah. And he doesn't condemn her. Okay, No, he shows her who he really is. One of the first times he reveals who he is, which is just amazing. And in many ways, this is Jesus revealing his heart, his heart for others, not just the Jews who, you know, Jews believe the Messiah was coming for their purposes, for, for for their freedom. But no, here is Jesus, the son of God, revealing himself to a Samaritan woman, in many ways, culturally, the lowest of the low, revealing who he is. What an encounter. And this woman's life was changed in this moment of encounter with jesus have you had an encounter with jesus have you encountered him you know he knows your past he knows your shame uh yet he offers you and me living water none the less and that encounter provokes this amazing response from this woman it says in verse 28 The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone. I love that word. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Come and see. Come and see him. Her encounter with Jesus turns into an immediate response of invitation to her village, to others. And I love this response. It says that she dropped her water jar and she runs back to the village. She dropped her task, her temporal thirst, and runs to tell others. And what a beautiful picture of what the Christian life should look like encountering Jesus, inviting others. You know, love for Jesus grows love for others. You can't be in love with Jesus and love his ways, his word, and hate other people. It's just incompatible. Uh, Our life with Jesus should prompt a response of invitation in our day-to-day lives of inviting others to come to know him, of passion to see others find what has found you, or better yet, who has found you? Has he found you? Come on, uh, we, we can so often be caught up in the complexities of life, of work and kids and school and vaccinations and restrictions and Christmas and that we often miss The two most amazing opportunities we have, and we only have a short time in this time that we have on earth, this time that's allotted to us, we have this amazing opportunity to encounter these two things. One is the opportunity to encounter Jesus in a fresh way in our day-to-day lives. You have an opportunity today. You can spend today encountering video games, social media, stresses of life, or you can take time today to encounter Jesus in a fresh way. That's the opportunity that is before you. And the other opportunity we have is the opportunity to help others find him. Amen. I mean, just look at this woman's passion to invite others in her village. She ran, left her water jar and ran to invite others. And it was fueled by who she encountered. It wasn't fueled by her social status or her um, her what people will think of her. Oh yeah, if I do all this, people will think I'm great. No, she was already the lowest of low. She was already having to go get water in the middle of the day in the noonday sun. Social outcast. No, no. It was actually fueled by who she encountered, and the difference he made in her life in that moment of encounter. You know, those who lack passion for Jesus also lack passion to help others find him. I mean, it goes hand in hand. Passion for Jesus, gratitude for encountering him, and then inviting others—they just go hand in hand. It's like a natural flow. You love Jesus, well, you will want others to know him. Uh, just ask someone who where their favorite cafe is where their favorite coffee is and they will tell you with passion if they love coffee and they have a favorite cafe this is where I get my coffee you know there's like 500 cafes in the MacArthur region you think to yourself mate how much coffee do we drink but everybody has a cafe that they love and this is much deeper than cafes and recreation. And if you ha- want any kind of passion to help others find Jesus, if your passion for others ha- has has waned a little bit, well, maybe it's t- a good time to address your passion for Jesus himself. Uh, where is your passion for Jesus? I love the word passion. I know it can be associated with being young, and, and, and you know, and, and you know, but we, I don't want to grow less and less passionate as I grow older. No, I want to grow more passionate, more in love with him, more in love with chasing his purposes. Has lockdown left you lukewarm? Uh, have trials and tribulations left you thirsty? Come on, we, we need a fresh encounter with jesus maybe it's time for you to come to the well today that never runs dry come and see she says come and see come and see the man who told me everything i'd ever done come and see the man who i encountered at the well it's such a great example of living on mission and her encounter with jesus turns into an immediate response of inviting others to find him encountering jesus inviting others Love for Jesus grows love for others. Uh, Why do we build homes for widows in Burundi? Because we love Jesus, uh, because we have encountered him and because we want them to know that he has a home for them in eternity. Encountering Jesus, inviting others. Why do we want to build a well in Cambodia? Because we love Jesus, because we have encountered him and because we want others to know that although we're building a well for temporal thirst, there is a well that never runs dry with living water and a savior who loves them. Come on, encountering Jesus, inviting others. Why are we giving away 50 food hampers to needy families in our community? Because we love Jesus, because we have encountered him, because we want others to know that God loves them and he wants to encounter them. Encountering Jesus, inviting others. Why are we renting out a cinema, a church that hasn't even met for an in-person church service? Why are we renting out a cinema to show a Christmas concert film? Well, because we love Jesus because we have encountered him and we want to invite others to come and see and come and hear about what Christmas is all about. And this season where many churches have shrunk back and canceled Christmas events because of the circumstances and and some of that is understandable, but listen, that is not us. Christmas is a main event for us as Christians and we have encountered Jesus and we are inviting others. You know, I asked this question last week uh, in our Planet series, but how did you come to find Jesus? Or how did he come to find you? Did it start with someone saying to you, come and see? Come and see, come to this, come along. Uh, for many of us, it started with someone else who encountered Jesus and invited you or me. And guess what? That invitation turned into You encountering Jesus, me encountering Jesus, and let's be praying and thinking and dreaming of who it is we could invite to encounter Jesus this Christmas season and week to week. There's a chance, there's opportunities all around us to invite people to find Jesus. Come on. I hope that this has encouraged you. Just a short word this week because we had so much going on in the service, but this woman encounter Jesus, invited others. I I think that just a powerful uh, duo right there of encountering him, inviting others. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for your church today. I thank you for people who have encountered you. I pray for those who might be um, feeling lukewarm or or feeling like they've left their first love in a way, Lord, I ask that they would have a fresh encounter with you, even now as I pray, Lord, that that they would have a fresh encounter with the living Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And maybe you're watching today and you have never uh, encountered Jesus. You've never given your life to him. Or maybe you did at, at one point in the past, but you have gone astray. Can I encourage you Come back to him just like he didn't inc- didn't condemn this woman for her failed marriages for her moral failings no jesus broke barriers to encounter this woman and say this is who i am i'm the messiah jesus wants to break barriers today to encounter you he wants you to know that he loves you he wants you to know that he has a plan for your life a plan for good come on he wants you to know that in a moment of accepting him he washes your sin away He wants to know you in a personal way as a friend and he also wants you to enter heaven one day with him for eternity not based upon how good or bad we've been or how religious we can be no it's based upon his grace and his goodness you know in a moment of accepting christ he washes your sin away he comes into your life And he gives you this promise of forever with him. So if you want to accept that today, I want you to pray this prayer. The words are going to come up on the screen. And I want you to say this to him as I pray it out loud along with you. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, that is an amazing, amazing decision, and you know what? It is the beginning of an amazing life with Him, and you can't do it alone. We're here to help you. Uh, we would love to send you a Bible. Come on, uh, there's a link on the on the on the page right now, and also you can you can uh, find it in the chat. We can get in contact and we would love to give you a Bible, get a coffee. Come on, we we can catch up now and we can help you on this journey of following Jesus. So everyone, church, have an amazing week this week. And let's think about how we can encounter Jesus and invite others to find him. Amen.